Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Life Coach Radio Network. This is Dr. Nikki Tobias. Um, and today in the show, we're going to interview author Reggie Padin about his new book and, and how the book um, came to be and about his life story. I want to remind you all, though, before we get started, if you want to call in, um, feel free to call 646-716-9397. Again, 646-716-9397. Press 1 to get on the queue if you'd like to speak. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so, uh the last time I was on, we talked about the seven levels of intimacy, and I promised uh, further dialogue about that. And then um, I talked with Dr. Reggie Padin, and we decided that um, I wanted to talk with him about this book at this time. So I promise, I promise that more uh, information on vulnerability and intimacy will come. That was such an interesting show, and um, I've gotten quite a bit of really powerful feedback from people. So I want to continue that dialogue. I also want to remind you how you can be in touch with me. Um, you can email me at Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, at groundedvisioncoaching.com. You can find me on Facebook at Grounded Vision and um, on Twitter at Grounded Vision. So I hope you'll reach out, get connected, ask me some questions, start a conversation. I would love to hear from you. And so at this point, I'm going to allow Dr. Reggie Padin to introduce himself and how you can reach him. Well, good morning, Nikki. Thank you for having me on the on the show. Um, yes, I'm Reggie Bedin down here in Miami, Florida, sunny Miami, Florida. And I just wrote uh, my first book, Get Out of the Dumpster, A True Story on Overcoming Limitations. And people may reach me at www.reggiepedin.com. That's R-E-G-G-I-E-P-A-D-I-N.com. Great, great, great. So I love... Um, folks who write books. I just think that's really cool. And um, you and I have talked about the process of writing a dissertation to achieve your PhD and how not fun that is <laughs> for most of us. Yes. And so, um, you know, you said that this process was a lot more fun for you and, and that your life led to this book. And I, I believe that that's true for lots and lots of folks who um, decide to pursue book writing as uh, part of their life's mission and part of their life's work. Mm -hmm. So tell us about your life story and what led you to have something to really write about that you thought would be helpful for folks in the future. Well, sure. I mean, is the, 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 the writing of a book, it's really a, the product, the byproduct of, of years of experience, you know, both good and bad. And really wanting to share with people how to my story on how I overcame limitations in my life, how what I've done to overcome limitations, and also what other people can can do to do the same. And um, you know, the the story is basic. I as a young man, I made uh, 
quite a few um, bad decisions. I dropped out of school, being one of the, the, the worst decisions that I that I made as a young person. Um, and married very young. That that wasn't a mistake, but it was it was pretty uh, pretty intense as well. I, mean, I had kids right away, and when you have a, a young family and no education and not a not a good paying job, that's a recipe for uh, for a dumpster. And so I I, uh, I was living in Canada uh, during those days and didn't have a work permit. Uh, my wife was a Canadian citizen or is a Canadian citizen, so she was sponsoring the sponsoring me, but it took a while before I, I could um, land the um, that coveted work permit. And so I had to do odd, odd jobs here and there. Um, when the work permit finally came, I landed a, a better paying job, but it was basically as a janitor. That's the best job I could find. Uh, little did I know that the company that I was, uh, that had been hired uh, was going through some financial difficulties and basically was going bankrupt and couldn't pay the waste management company anymore. And so I was called in to um, take one of the company trucks around the company and to every uh, dumpster, get inside the dumpster, uh, haul the garbage by hand, put it in the in the back of this truck and, and drive it to the landfill. And I did that for a few weeks uh, during a hot summer before the company finally closed its doors. Uh, it was not fun. It was it was pretty pretty intense, and it was really a life changing um, experience for me because it it gave me it was a wake up call, and I had to ask myself is this something that that I want to do for the rest of my life now that I'm, you know, have, I'm a I'm a father. Um, is this is this the kind of life that I want to give my children? Can I do more with my life? And of course, I thought that the answer to that was yes, and that's my. Uh, my journey begins. I, I pulled myself out of that first dumpster. I um, was able to go, you know, making a, a very long story short, I went to college, uh, have two master's degree, completed a doctoral degree, and and here I am, you know, I'm, I'm uh, not in the dumpster literally anymore. I, I've been able to live a very, very comfortable life after that, and I've been able to help a lot of people overcome their limitations. One of the, one of the interesting things that I found out, though, is that you know, after after that initial dumpster, I had other dumpsters in my life. They were not literal, but they were, you know, mental and, and spiritual and maybe relational as well, career-wise, that I had to overcome. And so you can apply the same principles um, to every every type of limitation that you encounter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really powerful point. I want to go way back to one of the first things you said, because um, as a coach, I can't help but coach. And you mm-hmm. said the story is really basic. And, um, yeah. gosh, I I couldn't disagree with you more. I couldn't disagree with you more, <laughs> okay. right? Um, because this is – each of us has a story of yeah. ups and downs, of challenges, of limitations, as you say, of the dumpsters, of overcoming. Um, and hopefully – Many of us have a story of stamina and mm-hmm. staying the course and really wanting better for our lives. That's the American dream. And in this political yeah. climate, you know, I think we've lost sight of that. But that's the American dream yeah. is, is to live our best lives, to to yeah. raise a family, to have a good job, to live comfortably, as you said. And so, um, gosh, I don't know. I really encourage you to think about why you think this is such a basic story because, it's full of 
depth and heart and realness. Well, it's, it's, I think, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you on that point. I think that, um, you know, it's, it's a matter of, um, you know, when I compare my life to, to others, probably, you know, other people have had to endure a lot more uh, and they've had to go through a lot, a lot worse, you know, situations. And so, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that my, my journey has been uh, any, any more tougher than any other person's. And so, so, you know, when I said basic stories, it is a, it's a, it's quite a simple situation, you know, bad decisions took me to a place where I didn't want to be anymore. And then I had to make other kinds of decisions to get myself out. Uh, and so it's, um, maybe that's what I meant by, by basic. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting that we as a culture compare ourselves to one another mm-hmm. and your sense that other people have had it a lot harder than you. Mm-hmm. And, I think that puts things in perspective. I think that's part of why we do it when, you know, sometimes people are just really jealous and there's a sense of I want what they have and why don't I have what they have and that's not fair and that kind of thing, which doesn't serve any of us well. But, um, you know, that sense that you're trying to honor folks who have had it more difficult than you, which I really, really appreciate. And I hope that you have taken time to celebrate and appreciate that you had your own difficult situation. Yes. And yes. that, um, you know, because I, I, people always say, like, I always want to be happier. I always want to be successful. I always want to have money. I always want to whatever. But we can't truly really yeah. appreciate that without that other side. You can't be happy. You can't know right. happiness unless you felt sadness. You can't know abundance unless you felt scarcity. Right? You Absolutely. can't know wealth or health or any other thing unless you've had some part of your life where you felt the other or were challenged by the other. And so you have the ability now to say, I've been able to overcome all these limitations and I'm living a really comfortable life. And that's defined in part in comparison with what wasn't comfortable or wasn't easy. Yeah, I I read read in the book that it's – you know, you have to embrace failure. Uh, you know, we've been mm-hmm. taught that that failure is a bad thing, but in mm-hmm. actuality, when you look at, when you really read and study uh, people who, you know, that we look upon as, as very successful people, they mm-hmm. they had to fail so many times before they they got to the place where they're they can be they, they could be called successful. Uh, right. And so I, I I really tell people, hey, embrace. Embrace the, the failures in your life as teaching moments uh, to, mm-hmm. to, and, and, and then things that you have to overcome in order to get to the place where you want to be. And so, and right. so yeah, I mean, there, there's no way I could, uh, I could enjoy um, what, you know, who I am today and what I do had I not gone through that, um, through that you know, that experience. Mm-hmm. I had heard one time, and I thought this was really powerful, that um, failure is just an outcome of trying, right? Like failure is proof you tried. And yes. if we're not trying, then what are we doing here, right? I mean, that's that's, that's about living is you have to try some things. And, you know, you try new foods. You try new voca- vacation places. You might try a new job or a new hobby. You try a new relationship. We're always that's trying, true. or I hope so. 
um, because I think that's what leads to evolution. And you're right. I mean, failure in and of itself isn't a bad thing if you learn from it, if you turn right. that into something that is more valuable for your future. Right. So what would you right. say was your most challenging limitation to overcome in your life? You know, I think, and this is true for a lot of people, you know, especially the, 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 the folks that I've talked to, um, fear and doubt are, mm-hmm. the, are, the two, are the two friends and foes that walk with you each step of the way. And, um, you know, fear, we're, we're all wired, you know, it's in our DNA to, to fear, right, because it's a survival um, mechanism. And, um, but if we, if, we, if we lose perspective as, you know, uh, as to why we, we feel that way, then it can paralyze us. So fear can either motivate you to, to get to where you want to get to or it can paralyze you. And, and fear paralyzed me for the longest time. Um, I didn't feel, you know, adequate that I could, that I could do it. Um, I felt, you know, I, I feared trying and, and failing. Um, I fear what, you know, what other people would say or look at him, you know, who does he think he is? Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, and that's been, that's, that's part of, the, you know, uh, one aspect that I've had to, and I think everybody has to overcome. And, and the, the interesting thing is that once you, once you take that step, the fear just goes away. It's like, wait a minute, well, why was I so fearful? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, if, had I had I only known, I would have you know I would have done this years ago. And and I've you know it, it was true for coming out of that first dumpster. Um, but mm-hmm. I've had situations where I I've changed jobs or changed I even changed careers, and um, I agonized over that change for two years. It kept me up at night. I knew that I wanted to do it. I knew that I wanted to try it. I had. I had done my proper research and, you know, I, I knew that it was time, but I was so fearful. And the minute I made the decision, it was like, wait a minute, there's nothing to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other, the other one is, the other one is doubt. You know, you, you doubt, um, especially if you succeed, um, you feel, oh my goodness, you know, maybe I got lucky and let me hold on to what I just have now and not try mm-hmm. again because I doubt that I can do this again. And, in case the um, left ran so, out. Yeah, yeah, and so and so those are the, those are the two biggest obstacles I think that I've had to face uh, throughout mm-hmm. throughout my life. It's fear and doubt, um, and um, but they're, they're, you you can't overcome them. Uh, it's just a matter of, of you know being being sure of your purpose, and that's what I write in the book. You know, be, people end up in dumpsters when they lose sight of, of their purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're walking around aimlessly. That that is a recipe for for ending up in in a dumpster. Um, but when when you have a clear purpose of what you are meant for, what you what you ought to do in this in this life, then you know you look at obstacles and you look at difficulties as part of part of the course. You know, part of the uh, part of the recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were two things that came up for me around fear and doubt. And the one is um, I heard somebody say that when you're an entrepreneur, that's there is nothing like entrepreneurship to have all your self-doubt come to the surface, all your limiting beliefs, <laughs> right? So whoever you were at work when you worked for somebody else and you got a paycheck and you were really, really good at it and you didn't mm-hmm. question what you were doing, when you were doing it, how to do it, 
you just did it and you did it well. Right. And then you decide, I'm going to go do this other, like I'm going to take this maiden voyage as an entrepreneur. I'm going to jump ship. I'm going to do this other thing. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. now, even some of those skills that you had in your in your prior job or career that you didn't question, now all of a sudden you're questioning because yeah. you're doing it alone or you're doing it without instant feedback from other people or you're just not sure. And if you're an entrepreneur, for a, a lot of it, it's, it's it feels so personal when at your job it might not have felt personal. You know, now it's your right. reputation on the line. You're, it's personal. And so, you know, that has been such an interesting journey for me. And the other thing, and I just posted this on my Ground Vision Facebook page today, so it's interesting it comes up again, is that when I'm coaching people or I'm working with people, I generally, they say something's holding them back, like you were saying. There's, there's a fear. There's mm-hmm. a limiting belief. Something is holding them back from taking whatever the next step is, the next course of action. And I often say, what's the worst that can happen? And so we process all that out. Or what do you have to lose? And we process all right. that out. And then I often say, you're at no now. Right, Whatever that thing is you're afraid will happen is the life you're currently living. So, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. I'm afraid such and such isn't going to like me very much anymore. This relationship's going to end. Well, if, if let's say somebody says, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job if I start looking for other jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't love your job enough that you're looking for other jobs, is it so bad that you'd lose your job? Maybe that's exactly the impetus you need to choose something else, right? Right. And so, you know, often it's what we believe is our worst-case scenario is what we're living, is that scarcity that we're already living. And then, you know, it goes back to if you don't ask for what you want, if you don't put out in the universe what you want, if you don't ask your partner for what you want or need, if you don't ask your boss for what you need, want or need, the answer is likely no. So if you're at no now, (laughs) what do you have to lose Mm -hmm. that? What do you have that to lose to take that next right. step? What do you have to lose to to move forward? That is absolutely right. I mean, and that is and that is something you know of what I uh, I write in the book. I had to make a I had to make a decision, and it's almost like stepping out into the void um, mm-hmm. because you don't. I mean, you 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 can. I mean, you, you and I, um, you know, we, we we know how to research. Uh, we 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 study hard, um, and so you can you can. Research and try to understand as much as possible, but there's an element of uh, not knowing, you know, what's coming next, because things seldom work according to plan, and so and so you 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 make that decision to to step into your you know your your purpose, um, and it's a it's a fearful it's a fearful situation it's a doubtful situation and and, and I tell people I said look, one step at a time. One baby step at a time. You know, it's interesting that you you said earlier. You know, to celebrate uh, you know, those successes. I, I tell people that you have to celebrate the little things. Um, mm-hmm. And what that does, it builds as you um, as you take those baby steps. It's like watching a little toddler take the baby steps, and the, the toddler will fall and get back up. And but then you you, you gain the sense of confidence. Uh, I can I can do this. If I was able to do it now, I, I think I can do it again. And it's just upping upping the ante. You know, it's just you know uh, going going a little further each time. And mm-hmm. it all take you know it all starts with one step. It all you know starts with that that that, that step, and then maintaining 
maintaining momentum as you as you continue in your journey. Right. Absolutely. We talked before about, you know, when you, again, write a dissertation, how most people get into a Ph.D. program because they've been a good student for a long time. They know they can do that. And so they might have mm-hmm. some trepidation or they might have some anxiety about it. But in general, they have a lot of data and evidence that they can be successful as a student because they have been. And then you get to the dissertation, and that is Mm -hmm. an experience that no one has ever had before. Hopefully you don't have to write more than one of those. And so, again, you could be on cloud nine prior to dissertation writing and feel like you're ready to take on the world, and class is great, and you have good grades, and you learned a lot, and you're ready to solve all the world's problems. And then Mm. you start this new process that you don't have a muscle in yet or that you have a muscle in, like you're saying, research, but it isn't strong. And so during the process, you strengthen that muscle. And I think you're exactly right. There's a lot of people in that fear of the unknown. And because I don't have that experience already or I don't have data and evidence that I could be successful at that, I'm Mm. unwilling to move into that place where I don't know. But yeah, and I mean, you don't have the role models either. So, like in my case, you know, I was the first person in my family to to go to college. So mm-hmm. it was hard for me to find those immediate role models that you can count on and um, gain that experience and and get that advice from. Uh, yeah. And and so and so you're you're on your own. You know, you're you're out there on an island. Um, now, I don't think it's a good thing to remain on an island. There's always you know, resources around. If we if we look for them, they're there. Uh, but it could be a very lonely, lonely experience uh, as you go through that that, that process. Mhm. Yeah, I'm a first generation college student as well, and like you, my my family is very supportive. They just didn't know how to answer the questions and didn't know mm-hmm. who to tell me to ask. And I also think that that builds a resourcefulness among people, right, when you, maybe you don't feel like you have the direct skills or the direct experience or the direct support system or role models or whatever that piece is to go into this new uncharted territory, then it gets to be a question of where is my strength? What muscles do I have? What experience do I have that can transfer to this? Sort of like when somebody wants to transfer to a brand new career and everybody says, what are your transferable skills, right? Mm-hmm. We all have data and evidence of something we've done in our lives that we can say right. this thing that we learned here will help in this other situation. Or I tried this new thing that I had never done before, and it went great. And mm-hmm. so that helps provide the motivation to try this other new thing that I have no experience in because it will likely go well again. And you build that resourcefulness. You figure out who to ask. You figure Absolutely. out how you have to show up. You figure out where to look and what to do and, and how to challenge yourself to meet that next day head on. And I, and I tell people nowadays it's, it's more easier than ever. When I started, you know, back on back when I my journey, um, it was, you know, I had to really search and dig and, and, and research and find and, you know, um, books and, and you know, back back in the day there were cassette tapes or, or CDs, right, or, <laughs> yes. or VHS tapes. Now uh-huh. now there's programs like this one that are online. Uh, mm-hmm. YouTube is a great resource. Like, you know, uh, the, the Internet is a great resource. You can, I tell people there's nothing new under the sun. That's both for good and bad. 
your problems, the problems that you are um, encountering right now, someone else or other people have gone through the same problems. And mm-hmm. so what you need to do, what you need to do is find, and, and it's, today's easier than ever, is find what others have done. Um, and, and, you know, at least mimic that, you know, fake it till you make it. Um, try to learn from those, those experiences and you'll develop your own, your own muscles. You know, you'll develop your own experiences. Um, and, and, and today's it's, it's, it's easier than, than ever. I mean, it's all, everything is at our fingertips. We just have to be, like you said, resourceful and, and, mm-hmm. um, and inquisitive, inquisitive. If we, I think if we, if we seek, we, we will find, um, and, um, it's, it's, it's out there. Just, just look for it. Mm-hmm. And what I love about the country that we live in and the the day and age that we live in is that, yes, all that information is out there, and you have access to all of it. And if somebody says, well, I can't afford this or that, go to your local library, phone mm-hmm. a friend. I mean, it's amazing what resources people have and what you have access to. But the other piece that I love right now is, and then we get to make it our own. So even if yeah. somebody lived the life story you lived, your book allows you to tell your life story and what you learned in your voice, your way, right? Mm-hmm. I get to be a life coach and use my experience and my education and my knowledge, but use my words. So then I find mm-hmm. certain clients that that appeals to, certain people that I want to surround myself, certain other coaches that I want to work with. And that allows it to be my own journey and the way the legacy that I leave in the world different from anybody else who may have had a similar situation. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, but, but you have to start somewhere, right? Yes, absolutely. And, um, yeah. and, and so that's why you know that's why I tell people, look, uh, you know, one of, one of the things that I that I write about is that you know the need the need to find mentors, partners, and coaches. Uh, and and I, I tell people, look. Uh, some of my some of my uh, coaches uh, I've never met. Some of the some of my mentors I've never met. These are virtual mm-hmm. coaches and and virtual mentors. Uh, and I but I've read everything they've written. I have listened to their to their talks. I have sat in some of their workshops. I have you know I have learned as much as possible from from their own life experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether it's business or academia or you know public speaking or wh- whatever the case may be, uh, and and so and so I tell people, look, you you will, as you set out in your new journey, uh, people will come into your life. I mean, you will draw the, the right people, but until then, you know, uh, it's okay to find you know buy buy that book and and make it your own, uh, mm-hmm. and, and learn everything that you can from it. You know, listen to that to that podcast, um, you know, take that online course, uh, go attend that workshop or that seminar, uh, and, and start, start there. And you're going to see how, you know, that's going to start giving you the, the, the tools and, and put you in contact with the, with the people that you're going to need in, in, in the future. Right. Invest in yourself. It's what I yes, really hear absolutely. you saying, that you're worth the investment. When you invest in yourself, as you said, I feel like the universe provides the people or the experience or the resource or the information or the opportunity that that you need at that right time. And it's, absolutely. You know, 
what is that? There's a quote about, um, you know, when you're ready, the teacher will appear. And that is so true for so many people. If they really look back on their lives, geez, I wasn't ready for this. And then that happened and I felt Mm -hmm. much more ready. Now you talked about, um, I had a question to ask you about what role did fear play? And we really talked about that already that came up organically. Mm -hmm. So I wonder Mm -hmm. what are some of the steps that you believe help people overcome fear, face it and overcome it? Well, Again, I think um, the more the more you learn, um, the more you learn about whatever situation, uh, the more confident you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna feel. So, for instance, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example. I I was cha- I was gonna change careers. I was a min- uh, an ordained minister for for quite a few years. I went to seminary. That was my first master's degree. And um, there were elements of uh, of the ministry that I that I enjoyed. Um, and there were elements that I didn't, and I felt that I wanted to make a change. And so when I started um, thinking about making a change, I thought that probably one of the areas that I could um, – and by the way, making a change meant that I had to go back to school as well mm-hmm. uh, and re-school. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, um, I saw that one of the areas that I could probably fit in in the corporate arena was in um, corporate training. You know, as a minister, you you prepare lessons and you teach and you coach – uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and so and you instruct people. So I felt that that was uh, that would probably be a uh, a smooth transition for me. Mm-hmm. But I had never experienced it. And mm-hmm. so what what I had to do was learn as much as I could about what corporate training was all about. And so I devoured everything that I got my hands on with regards to corporate training what a corporate trainer did, uh, the life of a corporate trainer, uh, the, you know, the, the, the things they did, they, the, you know, the, the tools they had at their disposal. I mean, I learned as much as possible. And so knowledge is, knowledge is a powerful thing. Knowledge is, um, you almost feel like, okay, when I, when I made the, the transition, I felt even though I, was, I wasn't experienced, I wasn't completely lost either because I had done the the research. I had studied as much as I could. Now there was a lot of stuff that I had to learn on the job. Um, in fact, my and, and then I had to go to and get further edu- education. You know, my my doctorate is in, in adult learning and distance education, which I've been able to apply in the corporate the corporate arena. Um, mm-hmm. So there was more more knowledge there. But I, but by the time I made the transition, I felt like I. Okay, I'm, I've been here before. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, mm-hmm. you know, before you take a trip, you may be fearful. Oh my goodness, am I gonna you know like it? And, but the more you research and when you learn about it, you you almost feel when you get there, you're like, oh yeah, I've been, it feels like I've been here before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then it's a matter of you know just just going going with the with the plan, you know. Uh, uh, and, and that's what I you know that's what I've done. One of the biggest ways that I have uh, that I've used to overcome fear. Is is knowledge. Uh, the mm-hmm. more I learn about something, uh, the more I investigate, the more I research, the more the you know the better I feel that I have a, a good handle on it. Mhm. Mhm. I don't know. I don't One know if, it's, if it's true for you, but 
Yeah, I mean, I'm most certainly a learner. Again, you know, like I said to you the other day, I don't think you get a PhD if you're not a learner. Um, so I am most certainly a learner. But I do think that people then use the the gaining of information, the knowledge building, the learning, as an excuse to hold them back from action. Because then the, the flip side of that is, well, I just have to read this one more book. I have to experience this one more thing. I have to take this one more class. And mm-hmm. I love learning for learning's sake. But for most of us, reading books and gaining information is not going to pay the bills. So at some point, there's still action that needs to be taken around your learning, and I think those two things have to go hand in hand, right, that you have to be taking some steps, trying some things, taking some risks while you're learning and finding the information about what would come next. And and that learning can be really exciting. How have other people grown their businesses? How have other people overcome this challenge? What do I need to learn about PTSD to be someone who is able to cope with that? I think that's amazing. And I encourage people, though, too, to really think about who is in their network and mm-hmm. what do those people provide. I joke that there are certain people that I don't call when I need a cheerleader because <laughs> they're all right. people playing devil's advocate or, or wanting to challenge what I want to do. And then, But then I call those people when I need somebody to help me process something and to say, what am I not thinking about? You know, go ahead, throw your best devil's advocate at me. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to take that on. And so you have to really, you can't expect any one person or any sort of set of people to be all things to you. And so looking at your network, looking at your support structure and saying, who do I go to when I really need support? Who, I, who do I go to when I need cheerleading? Who do I go to when I really need to be vulnerable and intimate? Who do I go to when I need somebody to hold my feet to the fire? Who do I go to when I need my butt kicked? <laughs> who do right. I go to when I say I need some resources about X, Y, and Z? Who do you know or what do you know or have you read a book about this or that? Because mm-hmm. as you said earlier, Lots of people have been through what we've been through or know someone who has. The information is out there. Sometimes, though, we Mm -hmm. need to balance that with this sense of other human experience and human support so that we don't close ourselves in somewhere and, you know, like hide at a desk in the cubicle in the library for the rest of your life. That isn't going to help you live, live your best life. No, no. And and I, I I write about that. I mean, one of the one of the chapters that I in my book is about all of, all about execution. And I, I mm-hmm. say I, I tell right. people, look, you can you can have the best plan in the world, um, but without without executing that plan, it's it's worthless. Um, right. And so and and yes, yeah, so I agree with you. At some point, you have to put that into action. Uh, again, with baby steps, uh, with. Okay. You know, a lot of people think that they have to do. In in some cases, they have to do radical radical changes. But in most, you know, in most cases, you don't. In most cases, it's you know, uh, little changes uh, to start with are, are are just what we need. And so people say, you know, I want to go. I want to you know start my own business. So that means I have to quit my job. No, not necessarily. Uh, today, today you can you can start your 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 business on on the side. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a book. Uh, there's, there's a book entitled um, "The Other Eight Hours," and basically the premise of the book is, you know, we 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 sleep an average of eight hours a day. We work uh, an, an average of um, eight, eight hours a day. 
Um, and so then that leaves us with uh, an, an additional eight hours. And I mean, and of course, there's commute. We were talking about commuting and, and other stuff, stuff that we need to do. But th- there's, a, there's a number of hours that each person has that can invest in their, in their, in their purpose and their future while, while they get there. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, so, and so, you know, the problem is that we don't, we don't budget that time very well. And so you would, have, you know, you, 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 when you, when you challenge people, they'll say, "Well, I don't have time." I said, "Okay, let's let's take inventory of your of your time." Um, and then you find out that they spend, you know, four hours a night, five hours, five hours a night watching television, or right. you know, um, they go to happy hour every, you know, every other day. Uh, they're partying every weekend. Uh, right. And so you, 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 then you say, "Okay, wait a minute. Let's 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 hold back. Okay, how important is this?" Is this for you? Um, do you really believe in your purpose? Is it truly your purpose? Do you really want to go for um, for this new for this new thing in your life? Okay, then let's now look at the time that you have and invest most of it in your future. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying don't watch television, don't go to happy hour, don't you know, don't party. Right. Yeah, but it's not all or nothing. Most, most yeah, don't don't spend most of your time most of your time there. When I when I made the the, the change to pull myself out of the dumpster, you know, uh, I had to stop watching television. I didn't have time. You know, I had to go to school full time, and I had a couple of you know part time jobs, and then I had to write papers and study for exams. I didn't have time to watch television. Um, you know, and uh, when I you know when I started my 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 business, I, I you know I had to work during the day and then. In fact, most evenings I'm I'm either on a on an interview with somebody or writing or, you know, putting a course together. I mean, there you have to you have to be very uh, wise with uh, with your time, um, but definitely execution is is key to uh, making things happen. Mhm. Yeah, and what you said reminds me of this sense of massive action, right? That you're not going to get massive success. You're not going to get massive happiness. You're not going to get massive progress or movement or motion or momentum or any of those things without some massive action. And so yeah. taking your those other hours and how can they best be utilized to serve you in mm-hmm. all the different capacities of your life, in health, in wellness, in social support, mm-hmm. in your school, in your work with your family and your relationships, right? And, you know, I often say what's worth it isn't often easy, and what's easy usually isn't worth it. And so, you know, what matters to you? When everything's a priority, nothing is. When everything matters, Mm -hmm. nothing matters. So exactly what matters to you, exactly what are your priorities, and then what are you doing to live a life that focuses on those things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, and um, and that's where, you know, I, I hate to go back to to the book, but um, um, that's when I when I talk about you know focus, the, the word focus and focusing on, on excellence and focusing on execution are that, that word is so, um, it's so important in our lives. Um, because we we live in a in a in a in a world that has so many distractions. I mean, we live we live a we live a life of distractions, 
And um, we could be chasing things all day long, every single day, um, or we need, or we could be focused. And and mm-hmm. so being focused, being focused is so important um, to achieving achieving uh, our goals. Uh, because again, you know, we're gonna be distracted. Life is gonna throw curveballs um, our way, um, and and we gotta be we gotta be ready to to come back to come back to the plan um, and, and and execute that plan. Absolutely. And be mindful of what we're doing proactively versus what we're reacting to because we can spend a lot of our time reacting. I mean, Facebook, while I love it and while it's a great business tool and it's great free marketing and all these other things, most of what we do on Facebook is reactive. Mm -hmm. And people spend hours a day doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So how much time do we spend reacting to things that, that are not on our list of priorities. Well, and, the, and if, if definitely, if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a right. plan, you're gonna be you're gonna be in a in a reactive mode all the time. Right. Um, I mean, that is that is probably true with a plan. So imagine not having a plan, and so you always have to come back to your. That's why I'm a big proponent of writing things down, um, of of having having things something that you can look at and say, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I got to do this. Having a to-do list, having you know some bullet thing, you know bullet points of, of things that you need to do, uh, setting up a calendar uh, that keeps you keeps you accountable. I know that from from you know from this time to this time I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna be doing this right, uh, and so you know um, it's it's very very important to 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 have that plan. Because if not, then you are letting life happen happen to you, and not not making it not making things happen for yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, what would you say throughout this journey has been maybe your biggest aha moment? You know, we all have those things that we sort of feel like we just got ran into a brick wall, or so like, holy cow, how yeah. did I miss that? Or like, holy cow, how did I finally have words for that? What? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, an aha, I mean, aha moment for me has been how. I mean, I, I write, I write in the um, in the introduction that uh, limitations are an illusion. Mm. You know, they're, are, are, they're not, they're not real. Um, now, my, my judge, and I think I, um, you know, we have to be mindful of of our capabilities and abilities and gifts and talents and like for instance I, I, I can't say well uh my my goal is to become an NBA player. Um that's you know that's not that's not gonna happen at forty at forty four years old. You uh, could say that. Very... You just may not be successful <laughs> at it. You could right. say that that is your goal. <laughs> um but but so um the aha moment for me has been that as I live out my purpose, um, the obstacles and limitations that come along in this particular journey, I can overcome. Mm-hmm. If I am, yeah. if I'm persistent enough, if I have a strong work ethic, if I ask for help, <laughs> if uh-huh. I, you know. Um, that there's again I can I can overcome this, and a lot of people um, don't 
don't stay the course long enough to find that out. Right. And again, that's why that's why purpose is so important, right? I think uh, you know there, there's an interview by Steve Jobs, the late Steve Jobs, and he said um, he said a couple of things. He said, look, um, find out what what it is that you love to do, then give yourself totally to it because you're at, at some point you're going to be successful because the other people around you who are probably trying to do the same, if they're not passionate about it, they're going to give up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and so you, and so you, you will remain standing. Um, uh, you probably, you probably uh, read uh, or heard the story of um, Randy Pausch, uh, former yeah. um, the last professor who passed away. The last lecture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, he said that you know the brick walls are actually good. Um, the brick walls are not to keep you out. The brick walls are there to keep other people out. Again, if you are not, if you are not, um, if, if that if that's not your purpose, you're gonna give up. Mm-hmm. And but but if it is your purpose, stay the course, keep keep working at it. Um, don't don't give up because you, I mean, you, you're gonna see you're gonna see the results. It may not be you know, and and we live in a very also you know the internet is I I, I pointed out the fact that the internet is a great resource. Um, it could also be a, a great source of discouragement because you see success stories there and you think that, you know, oh, my goodness, I I want to be successful like this person is by tomorrow, and it doesn't work like that. <laughs> right. um, it, you know, it, you have to put in the time. You have to put in the effort. You have to uh, – I don't, I don't believe in, um, in overnight sensations. The, right. the people who – Come across as overnight sensations. If you look deeply into their lives, yeah, they have been yeah. they've been at it for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, and if there is an overnight sensation, because you can see some of the some of that on the internet, question right. it because right. sometimes it's a scam. You know, sometimes it's yeah. just uh, somebody portraying something that they're not. Um, you know, there was a rapper. Or those are the people that implode, right? Those are the people yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their lives implode, or or their skeletons in the closet, or it's a yeah. fake or a farce. That you know, there's they don't have a strong foundation for whatever it is that they're out in the world doing, and so any little yeah. wind that blows causes the whole thing to fall down. Yeah, yeah. So so you have to be careful. You know, uh, but but that's been my my biggest aha moment. There's no there's no no limitations. I mean. Um, if I if I can conceive it, if I can plan for it, and if I can work hard at it, um, I'll see it. And, and you know, the, this book is an, is uh, is definitely um, is, is is a product, is a byproduct of that. You know, I remember thinking about it. I remember thinking about the structure of the book. I remember the chapters and what I was going to include. I remember, and, you know, I didn't do the cover art, but I remember the concept for the cover art. I came up with that. And mm-hmm. I remember getting that first, that proof um, and mm-hmm. holding that book in my, ha- in my hand. And that was, for me, that was an incredible time because there it is. Right. I, 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 was, holding it, I was holding it in my hands, right? Right. Um, yeah. And so it's you know big, uh, it's it's um, again, if live out your purpose, create a plan, execute that plan, 
you know, be excellent in everything that you do. Maintain that momentum. You know, surround yourself with the right people. Invest in yourself, um, and and you're gonna you're gonna see how things are are gonna are, are you know they're just gonna they're gonna work they're gonna work out for you. Yes, absolutely. I had a, a similar um, situation with my business logo. I had been working with someone, and I kept being. I thought really clear about what I wanted. I've never been told that I'm somebody who is confusing to understand. I'm very direct. I say my piece, I ask for what I want. I'm clear about my expectations. And I just wasn't getting it. It just, these Mm -hmm. different iterations were coming back and it just wasn't it. And I ended Mm -hmm. up by happenstance, not because I was looking, talking to a different graphic design person and, um, while the first person said, I want a little bit of information, but I want to create it on my own, the second person said, tell me what you want, I'll make it happen. And I told her what mm-hmm. I want. She said, I absolutely see it. It's a complete, um, it completely fits with the, the, who you are and the type of business you want to do. And literally mm-hmm. her first iteration was spot on. And it was mm-hmm. this, just such a relieving moment, such an exciting moment, such a motivating moment. There are all these feelings, like you're saying, about – this thing that I dreamed and planned and, uh, you know, just thought through all those nights, all those days, fantasized about, it happened. Here yeah. it is, right here. Yeah. And, you know, those are the moments, I think, when that I hope we all use the next time there is a hurdle, the next time there is a limitation, the next time that there's fear or doubt or a limiting belief or somebody tells you you're crazy, is, yeah. you know, the next hurdle you face you you think about what it was like to hold that book the first time and you think man there's nothing going to get in the way because there's no feeling better than that there isn't there isn't um you know another another steve jobs quote he says you know uh you know people people get intimidated you know with things you know before they accomplish them but if he says if you take a look around you Everything you see, everything that you see, was con- was conceived in the mind of somebody that is no smarter than you. Mm. And mm-hmm. think about that. I mean, everything. Like, I'm looking. I'm looking around. Right, my the computer, the phone, the desk, the the the, the cup that I have in front of. Everything was in the mind of somebody. Right. And they just ex- they executed that. And so, and so we get intimidated, right? Because we think, well, wait a minute, uh, and that's what, and that's where I believe, you know, I believe that 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 thoughts become things, because right. that's the, yeah. it, it all starts in the it, it all starts in the mind. It has to start mm-hmm. there. And so, if you can conceive the the life for, that you want for for yourself, for your family, the the, the kind of um, you know, the, the kind of career. The, the, and again, it has to be, I think, very much aligned with your with your purpose. Um, I, again, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to. I can't be an NBA player, but I can be uh, a very successful um, educator. I could be a very mm-hmm. successful coach. Um, right. And, and 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 so so let me conceive that. What does that What does that look like? What are the resources that I need? What I, What do I need to work on? Um, again, not leaving anything for chance. I, I teach a class on, on leadership, and I tell people, look, I always start, you know, like Stephen Covey says, start with the with the with the end in mind and work yourself backwards. So if you right. want to be, uh, very very few people, very few people become CEO of a company by accident. 
Very few. Mm-hmm. People who who become CEOs because they've been dreaming of becoming a CEO for, for a very long time. The the CEO of the company, uh, one of the companies that I've worked for, in, on a, in a town hall meeting, he said that he had dreamt about becoming the CEO of a Fortune uh, 500 company when he was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And ever since, he, ever since, he had been working towards that goal. Building the skills, so, that's right. You have building to have the, the, skills. the substance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you have to. And so, again, what is it that you want and then work yourself backwards um, and, and, and get the tools, get the knowledge, get the experience. You know, you're going to fall on your face a few times. You're going to mess up a whole bunch of times. And um, but, um, you know, you, you'll do it. Uh, you know, when I when I post the book, you know, my goal, my goal is to is to be, be you know, be recognized as a as a as an authority in my field and, and be a, a best selling author. Um, and 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 I achieved that goal through you know I, my my book hit uh, the Amazon bestseller list for two weeks, and so I, I achieved that. Now it's not a New York Times bestseller. Um, that's gonna come. And and I uh, I was on a program not not too long ago uh, with another very very successful author, and that person told me said you know that person said that it takes the average author um, about ten years. Before they become a best-selling author, ten years yeah. they have to put it. They have to put out multiple publications. The average, the average best-selling author has to put up an average of five publications before they before they are considered a best-selling author. And so, mm-hmm. and so again, um, those are examples that you, you know, if if you if you look around you, you're going to see the examples that you know for for whatever it is that you want to accomplish. Um, and then yeah. and then you're not so dis, you're not so disheartened when you try something and it didn't work, uh, you know, at first, at first glance, you know, you, you could look around you and say, well, wait a minute, it, it, that person also failed. That person also, you know, their first business went, went bankrupt. Uh, their first book, um, yeah, I don't know if you've read The, um, the Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Uh, yeah, one of my, that's one a of my, major one, of my one in the favorite, world. Sure. One of my favorite books. Well, did you know that, that that book, when it was published, sold two books in a year? Wow, two, two books. Mm-hmm. It went to three different publishing houses, and um, and now it's a is a world phenomenon. You know, it's a, it took that book about ten years before it really hit. You know, it hit the status that, that it is right now. It's one of the best selling books. I think it's the most translated book, um, other than the Bible. Um, wow, in that the makes world. sense. Yeah, and, and, but that book that book sold two books in the first year. So I, you know, I kid, you know, I kid my wife and, and the people around and I say, you know, I, I'm doing better than the alchemist. I have, I have sold out <laughs> yeah. a heck of a lot, a heck of a lot more books than the alchemist sold in the, in the, in its first year. Uh, and so, and so, I, you know, uh, I'm not saying that my book is the, is going to be the next, next alchemist, but, um, but, you know, again, you put things in perspective. Um, yeah. You're in good and, company. And I'm a good company. Well, so we're about out of time. I'm wondering if you had one piece of advice for the listeners, what would it be? Do something about it. Um, take action. Every, take action. Everybody mm-hmm. has a dumpster. You will always have a dumpster behind you. Um, the, the, the cover art of my book is a very successful guy overlooking the city uh, dressed in a, in a business suit. 
uh, somebody who's made it, you know, in, in the eyes of, of society, but there's a dumpster in the background. So we always have a dumpster. When you are faced with that dumpster, you have two choices. You can stay in there and make excuses, or you can take action and get out of it. And so my question is, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Not what is somebody else going to do for you. What are you going to do? What are you going to start doing for yourself to get out of that situation? Um, and then, and then the, the, rest, the rest will come. So that's probably one, one word of advice that I would leave your listeners with. Do something about it. Do something about it. That's great. Yep. You can't blame anybody else for what you didn't do, right? <laughs> we so have true. to own the decisions we make, the actions we take or don't take, our, our inaction, our, our being stagnant. Um, you know, when we choose to do that, it is a choice, and and um, we will reap the rewards or pay the consequences of all of our decisions and all, all of the action we take or don't take. So um, have it be positive. Absolutely. Have it be something that you aren't regretful about not doing. I appreciate that. Can you remind everybody how they can find you and your book title again? Sure. It's um, The book is Get Out of the Dumpster. Um, they can go to Amazon and, and do a search for Get Out of the Dumpster, A True Story on Overcoming Limitations. It's available on Kindle and paperback. Uh, and it's also available on Barnes and & Noble and, and any other bookstore as well. Or they can visit my website at www.reggipadine. That's R-E-G-G-I-E. P as in Peter, A-D-I-N, dot com. Great. Thank you. And let me remind everybody how you can get in touch with me. Uh, first and foremost, we do have a Life Coach Radio Network Facebook page. So uh, get on there, like the page, see all the hosts on the show, and, and chat with any of us there. That would be great. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of me personally, you can email me at Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, at groundedvisioncoaching.com. The website is obviously groundedvisioncoaching.com. I am on Twitter and Facebook at Grounded Vision, and I would love to hear from you. So thank you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Dr. Padine, for sharing your wisdom with us and your story with us and the book with us, and I hope that everybody will get out and get their copy. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day, everyone, and a great rest of your week. Bye-bye.